Welcome to a special Zelda Month episode of the Switch Clicks podcast. Zelda Month has returned. During the entire month of November, we're celebrating the Legend of Zelda series with five special podcast episodes featuring interviews with some of the greatest online creators. Additionally, we will be showcasing four Play It By Tier episodes reviewing various Zelda games. And we're bringing back Triforce Trivia later in the month. Check out the episode description for more information. My name is Dakota, and tonight I'm joined by Nathan, of course, our Zelda expert. Hello. And Tyler, our artist slash animation guru that we think could bring a pretty good perspective on tonight's guest. I'm like a shiny Pokemon. You'll only see me once and I'll disappear for the rest of Zelda month. The yeah, cameo. for those for those that only <laughs> listen to Zelda month episodes, you've never met Tyler. <laughs> and our special guest tonight is Wit, an amazing artist that has recently done one of the most unique and amazing lineups for Linktober that really caught our eye recently. Welcome to the show, Wit. Hi, thanks for having me. For those people who may be unfamiliar with your work, which usually with artists, they are, um, who are you and what are your current projects? So hi, everybody. My name is Wit. I also go by Mochi Wei. I'm an artist based in the East Coast of the United States. And currently I'm working on Linktober, which is an art challenge where every day you try to draw um, a picture from The Legend of Zelda based on a prompt from the existing calendar, or you can make up your own prompts and then have fun with it. You are you are brave. I gotta say, tried to start one of the many Tober-related events, never finished them. This is actually <laughs> my um, fourth time doing an October challenge. Oh. oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so maybe, like, with the October illustrator challenges, there's plenty of them. I know that some people, like, prepare in advance or they take it as a challenge to make a piece of art in a day what do you do so when i first started i would approach every day just trying to draw something so i didn't follow any prompt lists but i did tag it as like inktober drawtober but then as i got more serious with like okay i'm really going to spend october drawing i started like researching calendars i created like a giant work in progress folder like it's so massive there's like a hundred just scribbles, just trying to get the idea down. And then once October rolls around, I then open up that coffin and try to like scrounge around for like a corpse of a drawing. <laughs> Fair enough. That that is actually a great way to do it. <laughs> okay. If you were if you were about to say like, yeah, I do it all in one day, I was about to be super surprised because the <laughs> amount of detail in your artwork. Uh, that's maddening in a day. But the thing is, I do, I do draw them all in one day. I oh start goodness. from like a scribble whip, and then I'm like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> and what, you just get into like, right? <laughs> okay, wow. but if you, um, if you look at my current thread, though, I did admit that on day five, the one with like Zelda and the castle, that literally took me three days, though. But I was like, I need to get this done. That is yeah. it- that one is insane. Like, oh my gosh, there is oh my so God, many thank details you. there. I have to one I have to wonder, are you formerly trained in art or is it all like per like do it yourself kinda? Yeah, so my experience with art has been sort of like part wonder, part self-loathing. Um I've always loved art, um, and I've always loved like anime and cartoons, but like growing up, you've had those art teachers who are like, anime isn't real art, right? <laughs> Yeah. And so it's really hard because I was like, I really want to be an artist, but I want to be taken seriously. And so I had to like research a lot and practice like anatomy. 
um, classical arts. So then, uh, are you guys familiar with like the International Baccalaureate program in high school? Uh, yes. 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 Oh, right. Okay. So I did. So instead of like advanced placement AP classes, my high school was international baccalaureate. And so I was able to take IB art classes, which really focus on like a holistic approach to art. So that was really inspiring because I realized I could both do anime and like quote unquote traditional art. So that hmm. really helped focus my art making. What is it like art making mindset? And then in college, I was able to um, do art, but actually, I majored in sculpting. Ah, oh, I see some influence. Yeah, there is definitely some level shapes, right? And um, so sculpting was really amazing because you really have to focus on the three D form, but also about like the materials you use. So I used a lot of plaster of Paris, a lot of bronze, a lot of clay, and that really helped me understand art not only as like something to do on a canvas, but something that can ex like exist in a space. Mm, so yeah. I take it like basically with those sculpting skills, you're able to sort of put yourself into that perspective of the artwork itself. Yeah. And then you know that meme of like, you have like a 3D model of something like a frog and it looks like rotating on a microwave plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's sort of what I see in my head too. You mentioned earlier that uh, I guess you learned anatomy. And I can really see that in your uh, day two Linktober with the bone. What's what's the formal name of that horse? Bone horse. Stall horse or something. Stall horse. Yeah. Yeah, but that that horse in all its bones is really impressive. Thank I have you. to imagine you had skeleton horse up next to you and as reference. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you look at my tabs, it's so embarrassing. I have like fifteen bone horse skeleton tabs <laughs> open. And I'm trying to find like the perfect one. I'm like, why are there so many bones? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, skeletons are already hard on their own. Put in a and horses. It's like the nightmare combination of the two. I know, but like you know how you're committed to an aesthetic. Mm. Every time I'm like, I'm done drawing style horses. I'm like, but it looks so cool. <laughs> fair enough. Um, fair enough. Earlier you mentioned uh, that uh, anime has influenced you. I'm curious, what specific anime? Oh, you know it. Um, it has to be Sailor Moon. Growing up <laughs> oh, in the nineties, <laughs> yeah. so like growing up in the nineties, I had VHS tapes of the old Sailor Moon anime, and it was so so cute. The messages are so great, but also I remember like them eating. What was it? Um, but Doriaki, like you know, pancakes with red bean paste in them. Oh yeah. And then okay. Sailor Moon's like this chocolate donut is so good. It's just like Pokemon. <laughs> yes, when he has the like rice Pokemon. ball. And it's actually a jelly donut. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and I just remember the transformation sequences are it was so amazing. Um, you know, with like the overlay of her silhouette with the glittery um pink background going on behind it. That was really magical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know I I have not watched Sailor Moon, but that even has inspired me to try it and then proceed to give up promptly but i did try it at <laughs> yes, one point that's good you gotta watch the um original anime the first couple episodes of the season are really amazing and actually i re i went back and rewatched it and i didn't realize how little it made how little sense it made but as a kid it's like <laughs> oh of course yeah like oh, the obviously. power of love as it always is yeah have you kept up with anime recently 
Yes, um, I'm watching Chainsaw Man this season. Let's go! Oh, <laughs> hell yeah! Uh, Chainsaw Man and Mob Psycho. Um, yeah! Volume 3. Oh my god, I'm crying. Mob Psycho is so good. Like, from an artistic standpoint, everything that Bones does with Mob Psycho is so fantastic. I know that's like the mainstream stuff, but it's still so good. It's so good. It makes me cry every time. I'm like, mom, like I'm like, oh wow, what a funny anime. And then like season two happened and I was sobbing. I was like, oh god. <laughs> um yeah, we can move on to the next question. Just fanboy a little bit there, but yes. <laughs> uh normally we ask uh artists how they came up with their art style, but you kind of already answered that. But when scrolling through your work, I noticed that you really enjoy experimenting with ideas on how the piece is arranged and designed. Um, what's like the thought process behind the first moments of an art piece as you doodle or, or sketch out? Okay, so um, I guess with that, uh, I'm really good at visualizing just like a scene in my head, but then um, like, I'm sure everyone's really good at that. And then the hard part is like translating that onto a piece of paper or like, you know, getting it down. Um, as you exactly see it in your head. So when I approach a new piece, I think about like what style or like what am I trying to convey with this piece? Is, this, is it going to be like static, sort of like an art print or is it going to be like a screenshot of a video game? Like, is there gonna be a lot of mo movement, um, emotion in it? And I like to take inspiration from different, not just different art styles, but different art forms and different art movements. Um, so. For example, uh, my most recent piece that I worked on for a zine is takes from like Caravaggio and the Baroque art movement, which really focuses on like heavy shadows. So I have to think about when I'm designing this piece, I need to really focus on values to make sure that um, it sort of adheres to the style that I'm thinking of in my head. Personally, like when I'm starting an artwork, most of the time it just comes down to unga bunga, I want to draw this character. Yes! And I noticed you, you <laughs> You draw a lot of Legend of Zelda, obviously, but I was wondering, do you have like a certain comfort character that you're like, this is the one I'm going to draw today? Or like if you pick Link, a specific kind of Link or anything that really just one of those days you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, let's draw another one of these. Okay. Um, I think my comfort character has to be like Twilight Princess Link. Yeah. Uh. He's just such a great character. Twilight Princess is so, so... I think it's really sweet how like he really cares for the children in the game. And he cares for Minda. Not only that, but like, he has to do a bunch of really scary stuff in a really scary Hyrule. So, um, and also like the art style is sort of gritty. Um, so whenever I am like really stuck in the art block, which happens like most unexpectedly, I always just sort of draw his portrait um, or like some facial expressions. I'm like, yes, yes, that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, All the okay, craziest yeah. facial expressions in that. I have like a few examples here that just uh, kind of caught my eye scrolling through the Linktober stuff specifically. Mm -hmm. um, your day six I have listed here um, is it, it's different than the rest of your artwork. It's like flat almost. Yes. And it reminds me of like an Egyptian. Like a hieroglyph. Mm, the, one of a them. Glyph. Hieroglyph, that's the word. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you were going for yeah. that, but... Okay, so with um, day six, a lot of artists that I follow, they're really into risograph printing, which is where you use, like, a risograph printer, and you are confined to, like, what is it, like, CMYK, 
And yeah. so you really have to focus on um, combining the values of the ink to create like really interesting prints. Sort of like mm-hmm. it's like stamped on in a way. And um, I noticed that with like a lot of risograph printing, they use a sort of lineless style and tend to emphasize silhouette and um, like the sort of like fading of colors in between as they're like yeah. um, printed on top. So that's the sort of vibe I was going for with day six. I really wanted it to look like sort of like printed with ink, but also um, like a strong silhouette, which is why I think you see like the hieroglyphic one because the hieroglyphs also have like really strong silhouettes and the chest forward face to the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A line list always looks amazing. I, I love doing line list stuff. It mm. just has that little little bit of oomph that really pushes just something that would be like really good into art, if you will. You know, as yeah, we're yeah. artists here, high above everyone else, sitting on our high horse. <laughs> <laughs> like microwave frog is still rotating on our heads. We're like, oh, yeah. the things we imagine. No one else has microwave frog. It is just art. Is <laughs> the other ones that uh, I noticed were day eight with a uh, vessel, and the fact that you had to think about how the sword was going to reflect the light off uh, Link, and like have the almost like the double mirror effect. That is mm-hmm. crazy to me. Thank you so much. So with day eight, um, oh my god! So with day eight, the Tears of the Kingdom statue just came out in Japan. Oh, right, yes. There's right? a bunch of tweets on that with the uh, the one events going on. Mm-hmm. I think it was so Nintendo the, Live. Right? The new statue looks so good, but the only thing me and my art friends could focus on were, was Link's arm. We're like, oh, at last, yeah. we have a Link's <laughs> arm reference. <laughs> and so, like, I scoured Twitter, and thank goodness, a lot of um, some of the artists I follow live in Japan and they're also Love Legend of Zelda. So they're like, oh my God, I went there. Here's the statue. I'm like, I love you. Thank you so much. And so like, I really studied those photos to try to get a sense of the weird bands of, are they metal? Is it metal? Like, it looks like, <laughs> it's like metal um, around Link's arm. And then like just getting that down was a really big victory for me because one of the things is that when you know you can do something, you try to make excuses to not do it. So I was like, oh, I can't draw his arm. I don't have any references. And it's like, oh, no, I have references now. I have to draw it. <laughs> There's no excuse. <laughs> There's no excuse. Obligated to do it. Right? And so um, with this piece, I was like, okay, I'm going to draw his arm. What would be really cool? It's like, okay, what if he was holding a shard of a mirror? And I was like, wait a second. Do they have mirrors in Hyrule? Like... <laughs> Mm-hmm. maybe but I was like wait there's always broken weapon and so I always I also used the broken sword from Lord of the Rings <laughs> I, I can see that yes yeah. I have to I, I think I saw before that you use clip studio paint um, oh yes so I imagine just looking at like the background those are made with the uh, like stamp whatever brushes they have with yeah, like so... the various colors of flowers and grass Yes, you got it. But actually, with this piece and most of my pieces, I'm actually working on Procreate on the Apple iPad. Oh. Yes. That makes so sense. So 
I know. I just got um, I just got back into Clip Studio Paint before October, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I haven't used this program in so long. I can't wait to get back into it." And then I looked at the interface. I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stick to my iPad for now, just until this month's over, and then I'm gonna go back to Clip Studio Paint." Um, so these are these are the stamp brushes from these are the stamp brushes from Devin L. Kurtz who is such an amazing artist. And um, she provides a lot of art resources for free on her website. And one of them is a foliage brush set, which has helped me like exponentially. Um, it includes like trees, grass, um, flowers, evergreen trees, like all the foliage you could think of, she's included it in the brush set. Man, I am way too inspired to do this podcast right now. I got a... <laughs> Open up Clip Studio Paint and start practicing with elite grass. <laughs> I hate grass, but I got you. I'll send you the link to her brush shop like after this. Oh. Well, thank you very much. Yes. But you're right, they are stamps. Um, and so with the stamps, they're sort of transparent. And so to get a sort of more opaque look, you have to um like layer them together or change the opacity in the stamp to however you like. And then for um like a more 3D look. You have to think about like, okay, the flowers on the bottom are darker and yeah. like mm -hmm. more saturated. And so then you have to change that. And then you like, okay, so the flowers on top are going to be lighter and less saturated. And then you like stamp them on. I think the last one that I want to point out is day 16. I think this was the one that actually made me like click on your page. Oh, I, I, I really like just bold colors. And this is in the, I don't know. Twitter's kind of boring at times. When mm -hmm. when I just see a giant red box on my screen, it was like, whoa, that just caught me off guard. And I got to stare at that on my phone Pops for a while. Out. Taking yeah. advantage of your monkey brain. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bright colors. Yes, it's like, yes, my artistic um, intuition. Yeah, again, showing how artists are superior to everyone else. <laughs> everyone else is below us, so... Was there a reason for the bright red or did you maybe just not want to drop background that day? <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, I knew with this piece, I was going to go bold sort of anime style. And so um, I noticed that with a lot of just like single character portraits, it's like a drawing of a character with a really bright background, like RGB background. So it could be like yep. really bright blue, bright yellow, bright green. Um and also, like, I'm so tired of drawing backgrounds. I'm like, I need a break. And uh, the focus is really on the shield. So I spent a while, like, you know, adding detail and textures to the shield and then just going more graphic style. So um, the bold background helps focus your attention to the more, like, varying textures and highlights of the shield. Yeah, you had to save all the background juice for day 18. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah you're right <laughs> oh my gosh yes that one is insane as well <laughs> i'm so glad you like them thank you and you do sell prints right i just want to yes. double check okay, i gosh. do sell prints <laughs> plug in my imprint store watch out this guy this dakota guy buys too many of those oh, <laughs> you have no idea i went to one convention after three years of not going to any i spent 500 dollars on prints hell yeah <laughs> support small artists I vastly prefer doing that anyway, so. Oh, thank you for supporting artists. That's awesome. 
the next question here? Okay, so this this next half of the interview is a little bit uh, psychological, I could say. Oh. Yes. Um, the first question would be, what do you think, uh, what role does an artist have in society? <laughs> okay. It'll be a little bit deep, but... That's really good. Um, hold on a second. There's this, like, one children's book about a mouse, like a group of mice, and, like, you know, they're getting ready for winter, and one mouse is just sort of, like, sitting there, and all the mice are, like, gathering materials, like, why aren't you getting food? And he's like, I'm absorbing the sun. I'm listening to the wind. And all the other mice are, sort of, like are getting annoyed at this one mouse. Like, why isn't he pulling his weight? Why isn't he contributing? But then as they're all like hunkered hunker down for the winter together, um, you know, they're eating the food, but they're not really talking. And then they ask that one mouse, like, can you tell us what you remember from the summer? And he goes, yes. And then he talks about how the sun feels on their skin and how the, the breeze of the wind really um, brings the scent of like flowers and the nearby creek. And everyone just sort of like sits and listens and they feel more more whole in a sense after listening to um, his story. So like in that way, I feel like artists help people visualize things um, more concretely. And I guess like imagine how things like could be, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's I will say that's a hard question. And it's it's think, a lot to take. It is a lot to take in. <laughs> I think you right? answered that pretty perfectly. <laughs> it's better than like, I, I was kind of expecting a cop out, the call back to the artists are just better than everyone joke that we were going. On, but <laughs> that's a better way to answer the question. Second right. question would probably be: uh, Is the artist life lonely? Um, and if it is, how do you counteract that? I would say I'm really fortunate and that I'm able to like pursue art um, the way I can. And one of the reasons why is because I have family in the area. And so it's not, I don't think it's lonely at all because I'm in, I have my partner here, my family's here. And so um, I always make sure I take breaks. So, you know, like turn on art, like art mode is on. Um, <laughs> And so, like, like turning on art mode, I'm able to, like, hone in and, like, just get whatever I want done. But then when I'm off art mode, I'm, like, interacting with my family. I'm um, having, like, conversations with my partner. So that's how I'm able to have, like, a, a work-life balance with mm. making art and also, like, enjoying life outside of art. And there was a time where I felt guilty. I'm like, oh, why aren't I drawing right now? But I'm like, wait a second. I'm at brunch, and this <laughs> Eggs Benedict is really good. Um, so it's sort of about, like, shifting focus. And, oh, my God, you know that Seinfeld meme with George? And he's so like, quiet. I'm, I'm shifting into soup mode. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how I feel sometimes. I, I see your entire point, but I'd like to argue sometimes that Eggs Benedict could be art. A little splatter on a paper, and that's three million i think so yeah i think you're being i don't know horribly selfish maybe <laughs> oh, <laughs> not making art all i don't know i know That's right <laughs> i do have a collection of like um what is it like napkin scribbles and also when restaurants give kids the crayons with the coloring page i'm like oh yes please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> free crayons 
Um, but also, like when I am making art, I have a bunch of art communities on Discord that I like to um, like, like to talk to, and I want to plug some if that's okay. No worries. Yeah. Okay. So one of my biggest um, sources of like support and inspiration comes from Atelier Hylia, um, which is a um, free zine set up by Cutie Paints, and it is so fun talking to everybody in the server, like sharing um, artistic inspiration from masterworks. So pieces from, I think we agreed like before like 1950 and also like sharing our work, whether it's for the zine or out of the zine and also um, sharing like how we create art. And I feel like after joining that um, server and joining that zine, I've really become more like confident in my abilities as an artist. Yeah, I assume I mean, yeah. when you have people around you almost hyping you up most of the time, it's Our very friends helpful. are the best friends. Mm. I, know, I know that Tyler always wants some kind of validation. <laughs> I, am, I am a gremlin for validation, it is true. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm always a slut for some praise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. One compliment. One compliment. <laughs> um, and uh, did lockdowns affect you at all? Or did you oh. just kind of stay online? Yeah, so lockdown was really hard. Um, I had to uh, work remotely in a really difficult position. Like mostly it's like it's better in person, but then because of lockdown, I had to work remotely. So that was really difficult. And then after like after that, then drawing, um, drawing really helped me find an outlet for all of these like emotions that I was feeling during lockdown. And I feel like during the whole lockdown period, I was able to be more, um, what is it, like self-reflective of my art making oh. process. Do I draw only when I'm trying to like listen to something or do I draw or can I draw just because I want to, like not as a distraction? Um, what, what, when you draw, what do you do? Do you have like headphones on to listen to some podcasts, music, anime? Is there anything that's almost put on in the background yeah so i cycle between audiobooks podcasts and anime um i feel so powerful because i've gotten to a point where i can listen to anime without subtitles oh dang oh no i, I oh. feel so powerful um a level of power <laughs> power it's over nine thousand. um <laughs> But so when I'm not watching anime, I am listening to audiobooks and I want to give a shout out to like, what is it? Um, Martha Wells book series, um, like Murderbot and her fantasy books, like Fall of Ilrian. Like the Murderbot series is so good. Um, I'm so I'm such a big Murderbot fan and they're novellas, too. So they're really quick. Like each book is only like three hours long. Only. <laughs> Only three hours, but then you get a Brandon Sanderson book, and it's fifty-seven hours. Oh, what? Uh, that, that oh, okay. Oh, big. Yes. Okay. That big. Wow. So I listen to both. I listen to Martha Wells. I'm like, oh yeah, three-hour novellas, and then I'm like, okay, it's time for Brandon Sanderson, and then it's like <laughs> fifty-seven hours. I'm like, okay, one point five speed. Let's go. I I didn't even think that many level of. I didn't think that many hours was allowed. I. I <laughs> I feel guilty when I watch like a nine hour video essay on YouTube about iCarly or something. Dude, those video essays are so good though. <laughs> they are. They are very good. 
does uh whatever you're listening to while you draw does that influence like what you draw or how you draw i assume Um, it would no not really like murderbot is uh futuristic sci-fi um but what helps is that like i can this is weird but I, i can both like visualize what's happening in the book as i'm drawing something completely different so you basically have like two mm. mindsets at the same time going at the same yeah time. like um you never you ever close your eyes and like watch a whole movie in your head yeah sometimes actually yeah. right <laughs> it's like you wouldn't download a movie it's like i would memorize it <laughs> i already have <laughs> i sometimes do that with music as well yeah when i i for some reason this is what i do i play tetris in my head oh my god that's <laughs> so smart but then how do you randomize the blocks I don't know. My brain just kind of does it. It's weird. Mm. (laughs) I feel that, yeah, I'm not a part of this group at all, apparently. I just plan out my day meticulously. That's how I calm myself (laughs) down. It's, it's It's a really interesting way of going through. It's like you somehow just get out to that grind, almost as if it was subconsciously. Like, you're not even, like... You're not even doing it, but you're doing it at the same time. Maybe, maybe I should stop working. Maybe I work too much. Maybe it's influencing me, my mental state. That's <laughs> entirely <laughs> problem, you know. Yeah, like I don't count sheep. I play Tetris. <laughs> like Tetris. I'm spinning blocks. I can't even think of. Yeah, like in my sleep, I'm like super surprised. Oh, a teaspoon. <laughs> um. Anyways. Uh, this next question is like a double question. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully you don't answer both with one answer. What's the best piece of advice that you've been given? That I've been given? Um, yes. the best you. piece of advice, uh, I read this one quote that really stuck with me. It's like someone was talking about, you know, I don't know how it happened, but they like pulled out a paper in two hours, like a five page paper in two hours. I'm like, wow, I just pulled out my butt. But then someone else commented, like, actually, when you pull something out of your butt, it had to be in you to begin with. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. Like, that isn't is that true. weirdly inspiring in a way? Yeah. yeah, it rings so true. Like, you just that realization hits. Right. I mean, at a certain point in high school, I never like I just stopped rewriting essays. I just wrote it and handed it in. So Let's see what happens. <laughs> that, that happened to me um one time i got an email and my advisor was like hey your paper's due in two hours and i was like my paper and she's like yeah you know the eight page one i was like oh my god oh <laughs> on the grind right now <laughs> that's a nightmare that that's not fun at all but the fact the thing is like i actually got a b and i was like hell yeah <laughs> that's that's an insane clutch fair oh, enough yeah. you can only do that once in your life though you're stressing me out. I need to check my app and make sure I don't have anything due. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I feel like in terms of art, it's sort of like um, a lot of artists, we like to practice drawing like hands one day or maybe um, like leaves, houses, trees. And then just by practicing that one thing, then we sort of keep it in our heads so that when we're working on a bigger project, we can think about all those different things we've practiced and then synthesize them into one piece. Mm, Yeah. Uh, I do wonder when you're working on like a big project, do you ever like, how long does it take you to actually get it done? Cause I know personally I'm working on it. Anytime you work on a big project, there's like a different thing that pops into your mind. 
And then you start mm-hmm. doing that. Then you forget about the big project. And it's like a big, it happens. It happens, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, well, that's what the whip folder, the whip graveyard's for. Like, I see. I could be drawing one thing and then I'm like, oh my God, that seems, that sounds so cool. And then you draw it and like, wait, I can't draw this right now. And then you put it <laughs> in the whip folder. Yeah, fair enough. I yeah. oils for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> Until it's like, um, it's like that thing from Toy Story 2. It's like, I, I was like, you're not, I don't want to play with you anymore. And then dropping Woody into the trash bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, oh, oh, but it's sort of that with art ideas. But what's fun is um, when you when you try to focus on that one thing, but then you have such an amazing idea, that's really great. It's something for you to look forward to. So you're like, okay, I need to get this done faster so I can actually work on this other thing. And the second half of that question was, what piece of advice would you give to somebody who maybe wants to start art? Okay. Or Tyler. Tyler, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, so my advice would be just like, just push through and trust in the process. Um, there's always going to be this point when you're drawing and you're like, this is the ugliest thing I've ever made in my entire life. Like, I'm such a waste of space. This is so ugly. I didn't learn anything. I hate this. I hate this. But then once you make it through that like dip, um, then like things start coming together and you're like, oh my God, I'm amazing. I, I have the hand of God. I am creation unto itself. So <laughs> not, not to say like you need like a God complex to get things done. But Actually, you, I think we are. You need a God complex. So. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> but you need to have that push to like put, just be brave enough, be strong enough to like push through that awkward middle phase. And in, in the end, if it's not what you want it to be then when you have the time you can like go back revisit it maybe try to draw again there's no rules about like oh this piece is done because a lot of people say a painting is only done when you like stop working on it or like a paper is only done when you stop working on it right so you could be like painting and writing forever but you need to be able to like push through that middle period where you want to stop and then get to where is a good place to stop and then be able to say, okay, I'm done with this for now. If I want to, I can come back to it. Hmm. In that case, do you ever feel like you, you can't go back on some art that you've already made and like posted on the Twitter or have you ever wanted to go back? Oh, I read, I redo stuff all the time. Oh. Yeah. Well, so nice. actually my day 19, day 19, um, my day 19 on, my October thing is actually a reworking of a previous piece I had done last year. Oh my gosh, yeah. this one is cool. Thank you. But like, so like the idea is like if you're Ganondorf trying to avoid a spirit, Zelda and Link as they're trying to like hunt you down. Oh my gosh. Um, but I've had this idea for a while and I, I, so I tried my best to execute it last year, right? And I was like, okay, this is it. I wasn't really happy with the colors. Um, but I feel like the composition was okay. So then when it came to October this year, I was like, hey, I really want to redo this piece because I've learned a lot in a whole year and see what I could do with it. So I'm really happy I was able to like, I had the time and I was able to like rework it the way I wanted to. Do you have, is this a Ganon design? Is that out of your own brain or is there a specific game that this is from? 
So this is like a combination of all of the rehydrated Ganondorf memes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I oh, love right. rehydrated Ganondorf memes. All the artists who've made their own Ganondorf are so creative. Um, and so I spent a lot of time looking at the weird skeleton in that one preview mm-hmm. and um, seeing how people took inspiration from that, but also added their own twists to it. And so for me, I was like, okay, so he has jewelry on his body. Um, maybe he has a Triforce on his hand. So that's sort of my interpretation of rehydrated Ganondorf. Ah, I see, I see. This is why we should get a game where Ganondorf is a good guy and then turns bad. Right? <laughs> yeah, just like, the 18, just like that Day 18 art, I think. Yeah, Day 18. Yes, exactly. <laughs> In another life. Oh my gosh. Let's just imagine that. Just Ganondorf. Just imagine. A Zelda game where Ganondorf is pwitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, I guess this is something that we, we ask every guest here. Um, uh, what kind of got you into the uh, Zelda franchise? So I ha- growing up, I, was, I had an original gray brick DS. Oh. Oh, yeah. That big that hamburger. <laughs> um, and so if like every once in a while... Uh, my uncle would take me to Best Buy and be like, hey, you want a game for your DS? I'm like, oh my god, yeah. So he bought me Minish Cap and that was my first Whoa. Zelda Whoa. game back in 2004. Okay, that wow. that's a rare one. Yeah, I, 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 was... like, I didn't have an N64. My family, we didn't have video game consoles. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so growing up, the only thing we actually had was a Game Boy Color. Yeah. Um, that was missing the the battery thing on the back, so we had to like duct tape oh. it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And yeah. then when I was, what is it? When I was like third or fourth grade, I got a DS, but I had to share with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but yeah, Minish Cup was my first game, and it was wow. so good. Yeah, and it's amazing. It's so fun, right? And like Capcom did such a great job. Everything is really cute. But then what really blew my mind was I went to school and I was talking to some classmates about it. And my one of this guy, one of the guys was like, hey, I have the guide for it. And I was like, there's a guide? <laughs> and he like completely blew my mind. He lent me his whole Minish Cap guide with a yeah. had like step by step, how to get all the bottles, how to do all the kinstone <laughs> trades. Mm-hmm. And like that guide really opened up the doors to Zelda for me because it had a bunch of art from the concept art. Um uh, it had like cute trivia and it also like showed how much thought went into the puzzles of this game um mm-hmm. so like all my my brain was like firing in all cylinders because it's like beautiful art amazing puzzles killer soundtrack adorable um npcs so like minish cap really opened my eyes to the zelda franchise and then after that i was like a really big um like ds zelda supporter Oh, you played the DS games as well. Yes, no one plays the DS games, but they're so cute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Spirit Tracks was so good. Like, um, oh. Awkward Zombie did the most amazing comic about it, how, like, if yeah. you're a bad conductor, your passengers will be like, I'm leaving, and they'll, like, hop off the train in the <laughs> middle of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Oh man, that's that's a really that's a really interesting way to get into the franchise, and you know, it's it it makes me glad that you know these games are getting these games aren't entirely out of recognition mm-hmm. for someone with like an artistic background. Um, I guess the follow up question was like, 
did any of these games kind of inspire you in some of your works of art? Yes, totally. So since Finish Cap was my first game, I spent a lot of time drawing Toon Link and um, Toon Zelda. And then um, I went to summer camp in the summer before sixth grade um, here in the U.S. So I was like, like 11. Um, and at summer camp, I became friends with some people in my um in my program who also love Zelda. And so we like, we bonded, we would trade fan art with each other. And like, that was like the highlight of my summer. So Zelda really brought together my friend group in uh, summer camp. It's really nice to yeah. hear. Yeah. Um, and I guess uh, one final thing that we can ask, that we're gonna ask every guest here is, um, what traits or characteristic you know, piece of the Triforce, what do you think you have? Do you have power, courage, or wisdom? Oh, boy. Which one do you think you'll have? I think maybe courage. I think courage to try new things. Courage to try new things and try a bunch of different art styles. and Yeah. Like, it might not go the way I want it to, but at least I tried, right? And plus, you mentioned earlier how you always revisit your art as well and see what you can do to improve them. Yeah. It is very courageous to look back at work-in-progress sketches. Yeah, Tyler, you know the cringe! <laughs> the cringe! It takes, like, ten, you have to look through ten really bad ones before you get to one that has any chance of being good. Yes! <laughs> or even just muster up the courage to, like, go back to it and continue it. Or Man, looking through, like, oldish sketchbooks, and, like, you know the one page that has the really bad thing on it, and you're trying to skip past it really fast? But then you like catch a glimpse of it in the corner of your eye. You're like, oh god, <laughs> the sting in the sting in your heart. It might take a year off your life. I think that's that's <laughs> what happens. <laughs> maybe a week. It maybe may be it could also be fatal. Oh, there's the chance. It is a very dangerous uh, lifestyle, <laughs> an artist one. If you look at the, if you make art that isn't up to your standards there's just like a tiny percent chance you will pass away immediately so um which uh if you have anything to shout out or where people can find your art go yes ahead. you can um you can find me at mochi way on most social media platforms like instagram twitter tiktok um i don't really post any videos on tiktok though but you can find me there and I also have a card, mochiway.card.co. Um, you can find my prints on um, Inprint, I-N-P-R-N-T. And I really hope that you follow me um, as I make my way through all of this Zelda backlog. Amazing. I'll have uh, all those links, probably, yeah, I'll have all those links, including the card in the show description. So if you're on YouTube, go check out the description. If you're on any other uh, like Spotify and iTunes, it'll be in the show description, episode description. So yeah, uh, yeah, thank you for coming on the show, Wit. That was super, super fun, actually. <laughs> yeah, me. that was awesome. Thank you for joining us in discussing the world of art with Wit. Check out our other Zelda Month content all month long on our YouTube channel. We'd love it if you could follow us on Twitter and listen to future episodes on Spotify and iTunes. Join our community Discord server to continue today's discussion. And we'll see you next time on the Switch Clicks podcast.